Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sports F. I'm Nani the Fan, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. It's time to get fired up. Wow. <laughs> wow, that was bad. That was that was really bad. Um, Raptors lose tonight by a score of... Doesn't even matter what the final score was. It was never even a game. The final score was 135 to 106 in favor of the Houston Rockets. Uh, first meeting against Fred Van Vliet. Probably seen a ton of promo for that. I'm going to put the Fred part aside because honestly, it wasn't really about Fred. Like, uh, it was great seeing Fred. It's always great seeing Fred, you know, seeing him, uh, you know, just hug and interact with old teammates and clearly was here a long time and just going over the memories. That was all fun. But like, the game itself was not about Fred. The game itself was just the Raptors with a complete no-show defensively. I mean, the Houston Rockets, credit to them. They've had some inconsistent results of late. Uh, they played really hard. They broke through. They showcased a lot of their young talent. Um, you know, if I were a Rockets fan, I got to be pretty pretty thrilled. You know, we've gone through some dark years after the James Harden trade. Um, and, you know, they were a banner club under, uh, under Steven Silas and... You know, they had lots of bad times. You know, I, for example, from for me, my lasting impression of the Rockets, you know, pretty much since they went into the tank uh, up until this, the start of this season, my lasting impression of the Rockets was there's a game the Raptors played them two seasons ago and the Raptors have were on an eight game win streak at that time. But the Raptors essentially ran a full court press against the Rockets like the entire game as if they were playing a high school team. And at that time, the Rockets only had, like, one ball handler. Um, and so that full-court press, I remember that game so much because I was looking at that team, and I was like, this team is not a serious basketball club. Uh, we have just run the most simple coverage possible, and they turned the ball over, I believe, 11 times in that game against the Raptors just in full-court press settings. Not in total. Like, not in total. They had, like, 20-something turnovers. But just off full court pressure alone, they had like 11 turnovers. And I was like, this is what it looks like when you're an unserious team. Two years later, this is what it looks like when you're an unserious team. Raptors gave up 84 points in points in the paint. 84 points in the paint to the Houston Rockets. The Raptors basically almost at, at halftime, the Raptors had 47 total points from like all spots on the floor. And the Rockets had 42 points in the paint alone like just just a complete no show defensively just and I get it I know I know people want to just say like it's a tank it's a tank it's it's whatever I don't care it it, you have to have standards otherwise you have no culture you have no system you have no accountability you have no standards nothing the way the Raptors play tonight was a waste of time and, and and if this is anything close to what it's going to be on a consistent basis, A, you can't take anything away from this. B, you can't take any entertainment out of this. And C, like, you're not going to be able to attract or keep anybody around for this. You understand how bad this was, right? Like, Raptors gave up 84 points in the paint on the night. In the first half, there was a stretch where uh, in the second quarter, the Rockets just kept getting to the basket. Um, and it was through their centers, through their wings, through their guards, whoever. Everybody kept getting to the basket. Darko calls timeout, and he's like, all right. And I'm sure in that timeout, he was telling them, hey, you know, like, we, we got to make sure we protect the paint. We got to make sure we protect the paint. Here's our, you know, here is 
um, what we should be doing with our health principles. Here's which way you want to angle them, whatever. But just whatever it is, we got to keep them out of the paint. And you know what the Raptors did the next two minutes before Darko called another timeout? The Rockets literally drove to the basket four straight times, and the Raptors had to call another timeout. And all layups, all layups. And in the first half, it was layups. In the second half, it was just dunks. Like, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Midway through the second, third quarter, all they're doing is trying to go for Sports Center top 10. They're trying to go viral. They're saying, Bleacher Report, put a camera on me because I'm going to throw up reverse dunks. I'm going to throw up two-handed dunks. You know, I'm going to go breakaway for dunks. Uh, we are going to have our fans chant, we want Bobon, we want Bobon. You know when the last time that was for the Raptors where a team just chanted for, hey, we want a meme player to come into the game? I remember that one too. That one was the Raptors were playing in Tampa. It was game five of the season, and the Raptors were one and four at that time, and they were playing the the Boston Celtics. And even though they were very limited fans, and even though they were playing in Tampa, they had the quote-unquote home fans in Tampa, which were a lot of Celtics fans, and the Celtics were clapping the Raptors, and they were chanting, we want um, we want uh, taco, we want taco, as in we want taco fall. You this, th- this is the same thing as that. This is the same thing as that. But to me, it's just the, the lack of fight with the group was just so shocking to see. Not shocking in the sense that I've never seen it before. Like, we've seen stinkers, in, in, you know, in previous seasons. It's not just, like, they traded their players and they lost their, you know, whatever. Like, I think we, we, we've seen the Raptors lose their mojo steadily and, and, and surely for the last few years now. But you watch this game, you don't take anything away from it other than, damn, I wonder what else was on TV. Damn, maybe I should have done some chores tonight. Damn, there's probably some books I can read right now. Damn, I could catch up on sleep. You know, uh, I, I can go play sports on my own. Like, so many different options on a Friday night. And you chose to watch Raptors, Rockets. And I commend you. I commend you because there's a, definitely a big portion. And I see that I, I sent out a couple sarcastic tweets. Clearly, you can tell I'm upset watching this. I don't know how you can't be upset. Um so I sent out some sarcastic tweets, and a lot of the responses are like, wow, we'll see who's a real fan, who's not a real fan. Yo, listen, we're all going to be here no matter what, right? We understand that. And, like, this has been my entire life for the last, like, 15, 16 years of just watching the Raptors every single game no matter what. I've seen bad periods like this. It's not going to scare anybody away. It does not make you tougher, though, to, to, to stand by with some pride with this. This is a terrible performance. This is a performance that tells you you got no standards. And that doesn't mean that the next game will be like that. It doesn't mean the rest of the season will be like that. But no matter what, even if the Raptors are tanking, even the Raptors are rebuilding, even though they're developing, whatever phrase you want to put on this thing, it you can never accept results like this. You can just never accept results like this. Where in the second half, it's just... Breakaway dunk after breakaway dunk. You've seen more defense in all-star games than what the Raptors played here tonight. And it's on everybody. It's on everybody, honestly. Like, nobody came into this game with a defensive mindset for the Raptors. Nobody. Nobody. I would say the, the newsworthy items were obviously the Jakob Pertl and Emmanuel Cookie returned to the lineup. Quickly's defense has not been good. Has not been good. He, he shies away from the contact. He lets guys drive through him, you know, doesn't really make plays on the ball, doesn't really take charges. He's a smaller guy. You got to do something. We've seen small guys in Toronto succeed defensively. 
you know, Fred with the, you know, signature heavy hands, Kyle with the signature, uh, you know, taking charges, Corey Joseph even, you know, with the pesky, like, on-ball defense, all that kind of stuff. You got to have something. When you're small, you got to have something. What, what is quickly something? Right now, quickly something is let me get the ball back on an inbound because it's going to be your layup. The Acapurna returns to the lineup. I appreciate that he's been out with the ankle injury. They've been talking about maybe getting his conditioning back, conditioning back. Okay, I can definitely see why he needs the conditioning back. The amount of times, the amount of times that they went through Yaka Proto, yo, it looked like a it looked like a drive through. It looked like the Tim Hortons drive through beside a construction site. That's how often they they drove through Yaka Proto in the paint. Six fouls tonight. Fouls out in twenty minutes. Alperin Shengu going one on one against him. My goodness. My goodness. I mean, first off, Shangun, if you've heard the pod this year, I've been I've been watching a decent amount of Rockets games. Shangun's a guy to watch. He's a really fun player to watch. Really, really fun player to watch. And you saw it here tonight. I don't know how this man always convinces you he's off balance, makes you slide st- slightly to the left, and then boom, he swings he swims back in for a layup or a dunk or a b- beautiful bounce pass. It's just over and over again. Incredible player. Um, but Jakob just fighting for his life against him, man. Like, biting on a pump fake from three. When he's open from three, not actually contesting those open threes. Like, just the wrong read every single time. And and not a good performance from him. Bruce Brown. You know, I got a lot of time for Bruce Brown. We had a lot of good segments about Bruce Brown this week. We've seen the last game to play. Bruce Brown played well. So it's not to say that, you know, he's good or he's bad or whatever. Like, we know what his quality is. We know what his role is. This is not his role. This is not his role. This is not his role. You know what I mean? Like, Bruce Brown could be, like, a, a great artist, but right now they're asking him to be an accountant. I'm not saying he's a bad worker just because he can't work a tea table. So, but Bruce Brown tonight, running pick and roll to pick and roll. For what? What are we doing with the offense? Bruce Brown's a cutter. Bruce Brown's a screener. He's a guy in transition. Um, you know, he he's a hustle guy. We having him run pick and rolls? Right? Um Dennis Schroeder comes into the game. The threes, I mean, that's not the primary part of his game. And the Rockets were pretty up on him most of the times on those threes, just pulling those threes, essentially trying to hit a three to hit a four-point like play or something. Like it, it, They weren't going in. They were all record scratches. And their long rebounds go the other way, layups. Thad Young, I mean, fighting for his life against Boban at the end. This is how, this is how his career is going to is right now is that he's at the end of the game in garbage time the fans are yelling for Bobon and Bobon who is 7 foot 100 is just leaning and bro this guy fighting a guy from John Wick man it's crazy Grady Dick you see the development you see whatever you want to see you see the way he fought or the, the the couple steals those are good those are the good things i'm going to acknowledge that they're good things uh you know would he make i wouldn't say he made a defensive impact but at the same time the Rockets were clearly looking at Grady like, you know what? We're going to go at him as well. When Jakob's on the floor, we're going to go through Grady, okay? And Grady, to his credit, took two charges. That puts him on the team lead right now with five. That's right. The Raptors' leader in charges taken now at almost 50 games played in the season is a rookie with five. What happened to the culture Kyle Lowry said here when it's at five? But anyway, put that aside, took two charges. Doesn't I mean, he also got driven by like eight, nine times, whatever. Let's just put that aside, lost on back cuts. 
caught a couple of steals in rotation. Again, a lot of that was fourth quarter, you know, Rockets getting ragged, throwing the ball around, trying to make highlights, stole a couple of balls, whatever. But the offense uh, got in position for a putback, point blank, missed it. Got in for a cut layup, left hand, missed it. There was a play where he got a bit of an opportunity to run out in transition and, and, and had a chance to pull up for three. He not only had a foot on the line, as in he didn't get his footwork set, but then when he shot the shot, and I don't know what they did with in terms of like miking up their microphones in Houston. Maybe they got the mix differently or whatever. But every single time a shot missed and it hit the rim or it hit the backboard, in this case, Grady hit the backboard, it, it, it sounded like you know, my, my cats were getting woken up. They were, they were napping, watching this game, and every time the, 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 the shot hit the backboard or the rim, they, 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 they jumped up like there was danger. Like that, it, it sounded like that. It sounded like a, you know, somebody broke a plate on the ground in a restaurant kind of thing. Like, yeah, uh, not a lot of offense in, on that front. Wara barely got in the first half. Didn't, didn't see much ball movement in this one. McDaniels. McDaniels, man. I mean, out of all the people who came in, to see McDaniels come in for 13 minutes and turn the ball over four times, and not just turn the ball over four times, but get stuffed back-to-back, both times leading to breakaways for the Rockets in the third quarter. I mean, the game was over, but, like, dude, come on. How is it? How is the Raptors' offense asking anybody, asking him to initiate offense? Like, there's no disrespect to him, but like, he is not an offensive initiator. Period. So, what? Why is that happening in this game? No, for real. Like, why? Why is that happening in this game? And to see it to happen to that degree, where each time it was a turnover and Cam Whitmore going the other way for a variety of dunks. I mean, if that doesn't get the crowd fired up, I don't know what will. But, I mean, again, the Rockets, they, they deserve it, you know? Like, they, they went through the hard period, and now they got to see the other side. They got to bring in serious veterans, like a Dylan Brooks, like a Fred Van Vliet, like a Jeff Green, and they, and they take the young players that they already had. Those guys are ready and willing to be led by those guys, and they actually follow suit. And then you bring in a head coach in Ima Yudoka who has clearly set a clear precedent for playing serious basketball. They've been top to 10 defensively all season. They're seventh right now. Um, they've had multiple upset wins over the Lakers, over the Nuggets. You know, like, they got lots of good things to look forward to. And then the young guys are starting to grow. They're starting to take the next step. They have intentions. Are they a good team right now overall? Probably not because they're inconsistent. But they clearly have a direction. They clearly have an identity. And you know what? They got that all done in about half a year, right? Free agency signings, the coach comes in, all of a sudden you see a completely different Houston Rockets team. Again, two years ago, Raptors ran full-court press against them like they were some great six kids, and they forced 11 turnovers out of them, and they beat them easily. Games before that, Raptors, I remember last year, Raptors played a miserable game in Houston. They were down double digits, but they fought back at the end, and they won the game. That was the one I remember Gary Trent Jr. didn't pass to Malachi Flynn, but Malachi was wide open under the basket for a layup. Gary took the ball himself and got himself fouled. It was a hilarious screen grab at the time. But at least the Raptors won that game. They didn't play well, but they fought back. This game, tables turn. Tables turn. We're 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 like we're a banter club. And I don't I don't know what you take out of this. This is not like a ooh, wins and lessons. Like this is like <laughs> I don't. I don't have a joke for that. I'm sorry. Like, I'm. 
this isn't about like we we've had good basketball for a long time and then we see this this isn't about oh i disagree with the direction of the team like i'm not trying to hear anything disingenuous about this this is just about straight up an, an unacceptable no-show effort curious to see what darko says post game curious to see which players come to the podium to talk about it post game and just what the reasoning is all of it all bad all game long and at one point in the third quarter there was a commercial and during that commercial it said raptors thunder on sunday watch on sportsnet which i 100 percent go ahead and watch that but when i heard that i was like damn Sound like a threat. We got to play the Thunder after this. We got to play the Thunder after this. Hopefully the Raptors respond. We'll see. But they didn't respond when they gave up eight straight layups. Darko calls timeout. And then they gave up four straight layups afterwards. Darko calls timeout. And then they gave up 84 points in the paint. 84 points in the paint? 84 points in the paint. That's got to be like, I don't even know if that's a franchise record in terms of I don't even know how you would look that up. I, I, to be honest, I don't care for it. I don't care for any of this. Uh, what what else notable from the on the? Oh yeah, Dennis Schroeder and, and Fred VanVleet fighting for a loose ball. And you know what? Raptors got a deflection. Dennis ties up Fred, and then you know what? I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like fake hustle. Right. So Dennis is holding into the ball. Fred's like, yo, okay, it's a jump ball. They call the whistle, whatever. And, and, and Dennis just keeps holding on to it, holding on to it, holding on to it, to the point where then Scotty Barnes runs over and he tries to jump in and hold on to it. Because, so, you know, I think he was just trying to do the smart thing, which is like, okay, if I also get in and maybe they use me as a jump ball, then all of a sudden I got a better height advantage. I mean, I think Dennis was going to jump, oh, jump Fred anyway, which he did. But, like, you know, Scotty jumps over and they're on the ground and, and Fred's just laughing at these guys. Like, what are y'all doing? You guys are down 20. And now you want to pretend like you need to, you need this jump ball? And afterwards, Dennis does want the jump ball, quickly gets a trailer three. Okay, the Rockets come back. They make a shot. And then the next time down, you know, uh, you know, Dennis is trying to set a screen on Fred, and Fred just runs straight through him, you know, maybe a bit of form into the chest and everything. And Dennis gets knocked over, jumps straight up, keeps his hand behind his back, doesn't fight over him, whatever. And then Dylan Brooks comes over and, and you know, gets, uh, gets Fred's back or whatever. Um, Cool. Great. Was that going to go anywhere? No. Once again, the Rockets just go up and, and, and lay the ball in the next five possessions. What did that accomplish? What did that do? It was funny for a moment because of how extra it was. Um, what else? Raptors went seven minutes without a field goal. Um, felt like unless Scotty was turning his basket and, 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 and powering his way to the basket, which he did a lot, there wasn't any offense for the team. Um, yeah, yeah Jakob, incredibly rusty. I don't think it's fair to judge him on this because he's, like, clearly rusty. At the same time, though, like, you know, definitely was, like, one of the things was, like, well, you know, we, we didn't have Jakob. When he comes, when Jakob comes back, we're going to change things. And it's, like, yeah, that's not a guarantee. That's all. That's not a guarantee. I mean, it probably will. I'm not saying Jakob has no effect, but... Yeah, and this one, this man was using Splash. Um, What else did I see? Jalen Green getting to the basket over and over again. Um, you know, his athleticism really popped. Shangun, again, the spin moves, triple-double watch. 
24 points, 13 rebounds, eight uh, assists. Just a beautiful player to watch. Like there's certain players that are like fun to watch, like fun to watch them cook uh, because of the, like the, um, there's like a delight in, um, you know, what surprises they might throw at you. Shangun got that. He got that on lock, man. Um, I got a Turkish friend, uh, shout out to Ennis, who, who was in, uh, who was in attendance for this one. Raptor fan flying down, but he Turkish. So he, at least he walked out of here with something. The rest of us, not, not so much. Um, Fred knocked down a couple of threes, including back to back on a two for one at the end of the first quarter. Made me feel a little bit like, I, I wasn't really sad that he's gone. I was sad that like, I haven't seen the Raptors execute a two for one in, in the end of a quarter. And again, what happened to the culture Kyle Lowry said? What happened? That used to be a regular thing. Uh, Eamon Thompson, the 9 of 11. I mean, when you get guarded by Grady like that, yeah, 9 of 11 sounds about right. Uh, Cam Whitmore, who, if you remember, was potentially touted as like a top five pick. There was even talk that like maybe the Rockets want to draft him at four. And then draft night, draft night, he started sliding down, sliding down, sliding down. Um... And, you know, there's reports that he might have had an injury. I'm sorry. When I watch him play, that man is perfectly fine, and he has no issues with injuries. That man is – is Cam Whitmore still 19? Like, I'm going to look up his name. Hold on. Cam Whitmore is still 19. He doesn't even turn 20 until July 8th of this year. This man was born in 2004. My God. He was born in 2004. Wow. This guy was born when Confessions, the album, came out. Okay. Um, yeah, wow. Black Eyed Peas is probably playing in the hospital when he, when he came out. So Cam Wilmer is 19 years old, and he slides. He slides. And at one point, the Raptors were obviously on the clock at 13. And there was a lot of talk of, like, who would they take? You know, like, they probably could need a guard. Um, Kobe Bufkin's there. Uh, Keontae George is there. Uh, Brandon Pajemski is there. Uh, Cam Wilmer obviously slid. He's there. And the Raptors go with Grady. And, you know, if you want to make the judgments right now, obviously it's as premature because it's so early. But let's be honest. If you're going to be completely honest about this, not trying to be unfair, not trying to be facetious, just trying to be honest about it. It's a huge gap right now, right? Huge gap right now. You watch this game and you see the difference. Cam Whitmore tonight, 10 of 17 from the field, knocked down three threes, probably had like six dunks. Six rebounds, three offensive, three ste- uh, three steals as well. Just man, just running the Raptors all up and down the floor, and and he's got a he's he's got that dog in him, man. Like you see the way he's going at it. Like he he went at it against LeBron. Like he's got that kind of character. Good for him, man. Good for him. That you know, we'll see where he goes. But you know, he's coming on strong. He also went down to the G League. He you know. Did well. Now he's getting more opportunities. I'm happy he's healthy. He's a young player. He's so young that, again, he's 19. But, like, damn. That's impressive. That's impressive what they did. So, uh, yeah, you don't you don't need stars for a game like this. I think it's just, um, yeah, like the advert said, Raptors, Thunder will be on Sunday. Um, you know, tune in if you dare. Anyway, you've been listening to the Raptors Ration Podcast, brought to you by Campbell's new chunky spicy soup. It's time to get fired up. Hopefully the Raptors are going to be fired up after that one.